God bless you, and it is great to have you here, my sister in Christ. Welcome to another episode of Rediscovering Biblical Femininity, a podcast with the goal of teaching the younger women to get to know the true design that Jesus Christ has for his daughters. My name is Fedora, an ex-feminist who is now a born-again Christian by grace through faith in Jesus. God has put it on my heart to speak about true biblical femininity using his word. These discussions should be interesting as this is coming from the perspective of an ex-feminist and a born-again Christian. So stay tuned for discussions about modesty, submission, my thoughts on feminism, and much more all revolving around the word of God. The mission of this podcast is to give glory and honor to our Savior, the Lord Jesus. The purpose of this podcast at core can be found in the Word of God, specifically Titus chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their own husbands, so that no one will malign the Word of God. This episode is the second part of our two-part episode, which is called, Why Does God Call Women to Submit? This is part two of this episode, and in this episode, I will be, I will be discussing how to apply submission to your life using the word and the blessings that come from submitting to Christ and to our husbands. If you want to know why God calls women to submit using scripture and, uh, and going deeper into the book of Genesis, Watch the first episode. Before we begin, if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps with the exposure of the show. You just tap the stars. It only takes a few seconds. And you can also write a review as well. And Lord willing, I will read it. So, let's get started. So, what the word instructs women to do. So you maybe you, you might have watched the first episode or maybe you're just you've had this question in your mind like you want to apply submission to your life. You you want to submit to Christ as a woman, but you're not sure how to. Well, so let's look at the word and let's look at how, how and what the word instructs women to do. So, what does submission look like? Well, God has provided instructions in many parts of scripture on what submission looks like in marriage, in adornment, and in teaching the younger women. So in marriage, women can submit to their husbands by understanding and applying 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 to their lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 is, uh, is I, would, I would like to say, the biblical headship. It actually describes biblical headship, which is such a blessing. So this is what 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 says. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. There are also benefits of submitting in marriage. Um, these benefits, <laughs> so many blessings, so many benefits of submitting to our husbands and ultimately to God in our marriage. Um, so we are told in First Peter chapter 3, verse 1, that if a husband does not obey the word, the husband can be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. So I want you to take a look at this. This is actually amazing. So God actually calls so in marriage uh god actually says that if 
the the woman if if the husband does not obey the word the wife can actually lead not lead but the wife can actually actually win her husband to Christ without a word by the by the conduct of by her conduct right so we see that in first peter chapter 3 verse 1 it actually says likewise wives be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives and so we see this blessing that that comes from submitting to christ and to our husbands in marriage. We see this blessing continually. God wants us to submit to to our husbands in marriage. And so you can do that. If you just you can you can uh submit to your husband and to your husband who is God. Remember we talked we talked about that in the last episode how the creator will be your husband. We see that in Isaiah 54 uh, verse 5. And so you can submit to your husbands by understanding and applying 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. This is the, I would like to say, the biblical headship. The biblical headship that God has instructed his people to follow. And so, understanding the biblical headship, that's how you can really start to apply submission in your, in your marriage. Um, and so, also, seek Christ in prayer. That's going to be the main theme of all every of trying to of trying to apply submission to our lives seek christ in prayer ask him how you can apply this to your lives so in adornment we are told in first peter chapter 3 verses 3 to 5 and proverbs 31 verse 30 which is which is charm is deceitful beauty is vain but a woman who fears the lord is to be praised we are told in these verses to not rely on beauty because it is fleeting, but we should rely on the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. It actually says that in First Peter chapter three, verse th- three to five. God finds it precious when we are a gentle and quiet spirit. And who does He call to be gentle and quiet spirit? Women. Now, why do you think this is? Just to go back a bit, we we talked about in the last episode how we should look at we should look to Christ as the supreme example of submission. Now, I want you to understand something. When Christ, when Jesus Christ endured the cross so that me and you could be saved, when he was receiving mocking from sinners, when he was being mocked, and when he was being spit on, and when he and when he was and when he had his beard plucked out, and and when he had the crown of thorns bashed into into his skull. In all this, we are told in Scripture that as a a lamb, um, I think as a a sheep is is silent before its shears, so the Son of Man did not mock. He, He did not, he did not, he he was he was submissive to the will of the father he was quiet and gentle the greatest man who ever lived jesus christ was a meek and quiet and gentle spirit even though he received he received humiliation and endured the suffering of the cross 
for our sake. He he didn't he didn't he didn't he 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 wasn't. Uh, he didn't he he didn't he didn't. What what would I like to say? There was no deceit found in his mouth. He who knew no sin became sin to redeem those under the law. He 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 was silent. He was he was meek. He was quiet and he was gentle. And so as Jesus is is commanding us as women to be quiet and gentle spirits because it is unfading. It is it, it is it is imperishable. It is precious in the sight of God. Remember, every single day, we as Christian women are being conformed to the likeness of the of the image of the Son. And so when God is asking us to do, not ask, when God is commanding us to do these things, it is because he's, he, 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 he is conforming us to the image of his Son. Remember, his Son is, was a, his Son is meek and quiet and gentle. When he was on, when he was on that cross, he didn't mock. In fact, uh, just another example, when Christ Jesus was on that cross and there were two, there was, there were two uh, other, uh, there were two men beside him, one on, one on his left and one on his right. And one of them were mocking him. One of them were mocking him brutally. And he, and he kept silent as a sheep is, is silent before it cheers. Like a lamb led to the slaughter. He kept, he kept silent. And he didn't, he, he, he didn't, he didn't, he, he, he was silent. He was submissive to the will of the father. And even so, he was so submissive that while that thief was mocking him, he, and, and when the other thief turned to him and was like, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Jesus wasn't like, he, he, he wasn't, he wasn't mad. He wasn't, he, he was submissive. He was just like, Shh today you will be with me in paradise so remember god's love he endured the cross so that me and you could be saved and he was submissive he was submissive that's why he calls us to submit and so in adornment we're told the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit that it and it's imperishable it's it's precious in the sight of god again this is talking about submission in this world it is celebrated when a woman is the opposite of a quiet and gentle spirit. But me and you, by grace through faith in Jesus, we as saved women have been chosen out of the world. We, we're not of this world. We're not of this world. We belong to Christ. We bear the name of Christ. We are Christians. And so me and you, we are the salt of the world. We're called to be different. We're called to be the, we're the light of the world and, and, and a city on a hill cannot be hidden. So we have been chosen out of the world. Also, Titus chapter two, verses four through five also states that, and I quote, that they may teach the younger women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. The older women can teach the younger women. So basically Titus chapter two, verses four through five is saying that the older women can teach the younger women to be godly women. This passage states the characteristics of godly women. So we could submit to Christ in teaching the younger women to be godly women. I remember when I, when I first, uh, when, when, when I was first saved by grace through faith, 
I felt God convicting me. And afterwards, I, I felt him telling me, calling me to Titus chapter 2, verse, verses 4 through 5. I felt him calling me to be like, to teach the younger women about biblical femininity. And so we could, you know, and I think it's, I think it's really a part of submission because it's easy to like, to, to adorn yourselves in modest clothing and, but teaching, teaching that and being an example, it's, it's also a part of submission. And I think God calls us to submit to him in our adornment and in marriage and also teaching the younger women. I remember when I first started to walk out that role of teaching younger women, uh, when God called me to do that, it was it was it, it was amazing. It was like like I, it, the joy, the peace that came from like just being submitted to Christ. I can't I can't I can't explain it to you. I wanted to teach the younger women. I wanted to teach them, hey, this is this is what God. This is the design that God has for His daughters. Like it, it the the joy that came from walking out that biblical role in submitting to the word of God, submitting to Titus chapter two, verses four through five. The, the, the joy, the peace that came from that was just incredible. And that's the thing. God wants us to submit to him because he wants to bless us. He wants to give us that peace, that joy. He, he wants that for us because he's so loving, gracious, and merciful. And so this is how we can walk out the biblical role that God has given women. Uh, this passage states the characteristics of godly women, which is to love their husbands, to love their children, to be keepers at home, and obedient to their own husbands. Listen, uh, for, for me, I know when I was a feminist, I would actually talk about talk to the younger women about my feminist ideologies. And of course, this never filled up, right? I was just adding fuel to the fire. But afterwards, when I actually submitted and started teaching the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be keepers at home, and, and, and at first it was hard, of course, and that's why I bring up this next point. Seek Jesus in prayer. Ask him to show you how to apply these biblical principles to your life because, remember, all these, all these, ideas, all these ideas are foreign to so many women right now. All these ideas are foreign and are completely, I'd say, ignored. And so, and also if you can, it could be hard. It could really be hard to actually walk out those biblical principles. But guess what? That's why we have the helper. That's why we have Jesus Christ. And he will be with us. He, he will never leave us. So seek Jesus in prayer and ask him to show you how to apply these biblical principles to your own life. Because every, every situation is different. And so seek Jesus in prayer. So the next point, the last the last point that I'd like to bring up actually is submission brings freedom. Look at the gospel. So before we knew Christ, the Bible says that we were dead in our trespasses. But when we submit to the authority of Christ, when we submit to the authority of Christ and understand God's grace, remember, grace is when God gives us something that we do not deserve. When we submit to the authority of Christ, I know for me, and uh, Lord willing, I will, I will upload a testimony video uh, podcast 
I know for me, when I first, when I first understood God's grace, it was submission. It was submitting to Christ. It was like, Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. I, I know I'm unworthy of you. And we're going to talk about the examples of understanding God's grace. When I, when, when, when I understood God's grace for the first time, I received the blessing of becoming a child of God by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And also who the sun sets free is free indeed and I'll and the the chains of slavery that held me as a slave Jesus Christ just broke those chains and set me completely free and so when we understand God's grace we receive the blessings and the promise of eternal life in him and uh, just to bring up a few examples all throughout the New Testament, we see that Jesus heals the ones who submit to his authority. I mean, it, it doesn't get more much clearer than this. I would say every single miracle that Jesus did, I'd say like, like just I'd say majority, if not, I would even argue all the everyone that Jesus healed. They submitted to his authority and they received the blessing. And how do we know this? How can we back this up with scripture? God opposes the proud, but shows grace to the humble. Jesus came to, to not condemn the world, but to save it. And he, to all those who believed in him, to all those who submitted to his authority, they were given the right to become children of God. And so... We see this all over scripture. We see this all over uh, in, the New, in the New Testament. And even in the Old Testament, we see this. Um, so, for example, in Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28, a Canaanite woman asked for Jesus to heal her daughter. Her daughter was, was sick and she needed healing. So Jesus tested her and disciplined her and said, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. The woman submitted to his authority and replied, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the masters from that fall from their master's table. So a couple things are happening right here. So Jesus tested this woman. This woman came to Jesus. She was like, Lord, heal my daughter, please. And Jesus tested her and disciplined her. And it was like and 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 he was like, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, we know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. We also know that there was no deceit found in his mouth, right? And so Jesus tested this woman and said the truth. Basically, this, basically Jesus called her a dog. Now, I want you to understand something. And if you could submit to the authority of the word and understand that, hey, we are dogs. Ask yourself this question. If Jesus Christ called you a dog, what would you say? What would you say? What would you truly say? That's exactly what, that's exactly what Jesus was, was saying to this woman. He was saying it is not right to take the children's bread 
and throw it to the dogs. Now, if you if you don't know, um, Jesus Christ is the bread of life. Now, this is something really amazing. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem in Hebrew means house of bread. Jesus Christ, the bread of life, was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. And so when Jesus is saying it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, he's talking about himself. It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Um, so the woman submitted to his authority and replied, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. So what the woman did was she submitted to the authority of Christ. She humbled herself. She was like, Yes, Lord, I'm unworthy of you. I don't deserve you. But even the dogs, calling her, admitting, confessing that she is a dog, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Now, I don't know. Now, I know... For me, I'm convinced of one. Here, here's a trustworthy and here's a trustworthy statement that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. So when we submit to the authority of Christ and realize, hey, I'm unworthy of Jesus. Hey, I am, I am a dog. When we understand that we are dogs and we are unworthy of Jesus. That's when we receive the blessing. I want to show you something. After the woman submitted to the authority of Christ and said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. When this woman submitted to the authority of Christ, Jesus said, O oh woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. So basically what Jesus was saying Great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. The woman wanted her daughter to be healed. At that moment, her daughter was healed. Why? Because she submitted to the authority of Christ and she received the blessing. Because the woman submitted to the authority of the Son of God, she received the blessing. Remember, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. The woman understood her unworthiness and humbled herself. When we as women submit to our husbands and ultimately to God, we receive joy and peace. So be glad. God wants you to submit to him because he wants to bless you because he loves you. The Canaanite woman knew that she was weak and unable to heal her daughter. This is another point that I want to bring up. The Canaanite woman came to Jesus and she was like, Lord, I can't heal her on my own. I can't do it by myself. She submitted to his authority. She understood her weakness and she understood that God's power is made perfect in weakness. I want you to see this. I want you to see this in this this truth. She understood that God's power is made perfect in weakness. Listen, the woman didn't try to deny her weakness. She didn't, She wasn't like, I'm not a dog. No, she, she submitted. She was like, yes, Lord, I am a dog. And she understood that her, that, that her unworthiness, she understood her unworthiness, and she understood that God's power is made perfect in weakness. If, if you could understand that, that God's power is made perfect in weakness. She knew she was unworthy. She knew she was weak and unable to heal her daughter. 
More than that, she knew that she was a dog or unworthy of Jesus, the bread of life. After she, after she submitted to the authority of Christ, she received the blessing. God calls all his children to submit to him because in submission to God, there are blessings as well. There was another woman, there was another woman who was disobedient to God. This is the story of Lot and his wife, the, the story of Lot's wife. Now, uh, so this is what happened. So, uh, so Sodom and Gomorrah are t were two cities. Sodom and Gomorrah were two cities, two rebellious cities. They were rebellious against God, and and so God was like, I'm about. I, God was like, I'm gonna bring judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, God was going to bring judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, but he ha he had he showed grace and compassion to Lot. Lot was a man, and he showed grace and compassion to Lot and his family. Uh, so God was God was gonna save Lot and his family. He 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 even sent angels to lead Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah. God was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy it, but I'm gonna save you, Lot, um, and. So afterwards, afterwards, right? So God, God, sent, God sends his angels. He sends his angels. And afterwards, right, everything's fine. But then afterwards, uh, afterwards, God commands Lot and his family to, as, that as, they're bring, as, as they're leaving and fleeing from Sodom and Gomorrah, and Gomorrah God commands Lot and his family Hey, I'm going to lead you out, but I don't want you to look back on where you were. I don't want you to look back on the slavery or the, the land of slavery. I don't want you to look back on the land that I'm bringing you from. I don't want you to, in other, in other, in other terms, look back. So Lot was obedient. Lot did not look back, but his wife looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah as they were fleeing. And the Bible says that Lot's wife was turned into a pillar of salt. She was literally turned into salt. Um, and so this, this shows how disobedience makes us lose out on the blessings. So God spoke, I also want to make a point, God spoke to the husband, and the husband led the family. In a similar way, God spoke to Adam first, and he told Eve to not eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle. In, in the middle. Angel spoke to Lot first, and he led his family, but his wife was disobedient and missed out on the blessings as she was turned into salt. This happened because she was not submitted to God, nor her husband. When we are not submitted to God, metaphorically, we can turn as bitter as salt. And I don't, I'd even like to say literally, we can turn as bitter as salt. I know for me, when I am not submitted to the will of God, when I, when I'm, when I'm not walking and when I'm not remaining in him, there's a bitterness that starts to unravel in me. Uh, there, there's a there's a there's a bitterness that comes from it. And I, and you know when you when you taste salt, 
it's bitter if you just taste salt like just as it is it's bitter and you just you it's 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 not it's it's bitter right and so when we are not submitted to god we can turn as bitter as salt when we are not submitted to the conviction of the holy spirit we can turn as bitter as salt but let's avoid this by surrendering to the to the conviction of the holy spirit and by surrendering to god and so in all god calls women to submit to our husbands and to him because of the creation chronology to humble us and to make us more like christ who submitted to the will of the father christ is the supreme example of submission as he submitted to the will of the father and was obedient even to death on a cross and so that is why god calls women to submit to our husbands and that is how we can submit to our husbands and to god um and so god also calls god also calls women to submit to him so that he can bless us and give us peace love and joy all right guys that's it for this episode of rediscovering biblical femininity lord willing next wednesday i will be discussing my testimony and and how jesus saved me be sure to leave a review on apple podcasts it really helps out with the exposure of the show and can make other women find this podcast and understand why god calls us to submit and how we can apply submission to our lives message me on anchor or social media to send topics that you would like to be discussed from a biblical perspective and from the perspective of an ex-feminist and a born again christian thank you for watching or listening and lord willing i will see you in the next episode of rediscovering biblical femininity have a blessed day and jesus loves you